2: I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: Welcome to the Burn Factory Podcast with Priest and Phoenix Rivera. Listen as the boys interview the biggest names in sports and entertainment. The Burn Factory starts now.
3: What is up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of The Burn Factory Podcast. I'm your host, Priest, joined by my co-host, my brother, the one and only Phoenix. Say what's up to the camera. What's up, y'all? This is called The Burn Factory for a reason. I was literally caught on fire. 50% chance to survive, but through that started this podcast because I believe... Every single person out there on this planet goes through a burn moment somewhere in their life. You heard
4: Priest say a burn moment. So a burn moment is a super hard time in your life that you just have to fight and overcome. And me and Priest believe that every single person on this earth go through burn moments that truly make them who they are. But what an amazing guest we have today, Priest. Our guest is a true legend of the sport he was the wbc welterweight champion he was also the usba and nabo welterweight champion not only that he was a junior olympic champion and a ringside national champion and just to top it off my man can act he was featured in the film southpaw and Expendables three.
3: So please give a warm welcome to Victor Ortiz. Woo! Hey, thanks guys. Welcome. Welcome, welcome to the burn factory. All right, Victor, don't please do not get mad at me. But I was looking at your Instagram. Yeah. And I noticed that you guys go all out. For Halloween is Halloween your guys's <laughs> favorite like holiday or something? You know because what? I saw those costumes, man. Oh man, they're pretty I just, impressive.
5: You know, as a little boy, um, I always dreamed of the day when I have kids myself. I, I'll give them the the times that I didn't have. You know, so I, I just I sit back, bro, and I, it's not that I'm into this or that, but with my little boys, you see a little four year old and a little six year old like really, Dad, Halloween coming, Dad. I'm kind of like. <laughs> These, these dudes are calling me dad that's so crazy I'm like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, so I, I kind of step it up you know like let, let's like I was a vampire and then I was Captain America <laughs> you wouldn't find me any of those I mean I mean maybe a vampire but, uh-huh. but it's just a great time you know and and thankfully I, I had help by uh by my girlfriend Haley so that was that was great I mean shoot you could dress me up I mean help me dress them up and paint the little faces it's just great you know
3: Exactly, it's the time for family to come together and absolutely, be what bro. they want to be growing up. Yeah, absolutely, and little kids always want to be inspired by people and become a boxer, an well, not, NFL not only player. That,
5: yeah, yeah, uh, their daddy, right? Like they, they literally, dad, I want to be a boxer. I go, how about we make you something cooler than a boxer though? Like exactly. And then at first he's like, well. You know, Dad, I think Hawk from Cobra Kai, like I told you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, ooh, that's <laughs> cool, yeah. It's different. So, yeah, yeah. You wanted to be Hawk? I'm like, absolutely. Um, and then uh, Malachi just kind of goes off of his butt. I want to be ninja, Dad. I'm like, all right, big boy. Just don't hurt me, man. So I ended up being Ninja, uh-huh. Cobra Kai, and then uh, Captain America and Spider-Man. So, I mean, it worked, you know? i tell you yeah.
3: what. I can't believe how much joy kids bring. See you know, it's life.
5: interesting. I, I never in a million years thought that I, I would actually be a father, man. I, I, that was my biggest fear. Um, I was left as a little boy by both parents and I, I just I swore I would never be a parent. And next thing you know, the biggest surprise blessing of my life came That's uh, Victor Royal Ortiz, but I call him Royal I said, I named him after the Kansas City Royals, though. Yeah, I was just about yeah. to that. Yeah. I fell in love with this little dude when I'd seen his eyes. I was like, oh. whoa, that's <laughs> <laughs> <it's> mine. <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> then uh, now you have really something to, like, push
4: yourself for. To, to take care of them now and you know, to be the best version of yourself for absolutely, them.
5: Absolutely, man. And here's the craziest part about it. it. This is the power that works within it, right? Uh, so my last fight. A year and a half ago, I I fought in Phoenix, amazing fighter. I fought Todd, Todd Manuel. And man, we went to war. The guy's six foot two, big, you know, strong, young. And man, I just remember we went, uh, we went to war. I mean, my eye was closed and the other one was ripped open, but hey, man, we kept going. The 10th and final round, man, mind you, my trunks say Royal and Malachi. And then Psalm 144, which is, oh, I love it. you know, God's psalm, it's, um, uh, he protects and gets your hands ready for war, your fingers for battle, you know, stuff like that. It was amazing, right? So I'm in there, I'm like, all right, I, I'm talking to the, the fighter. I go, come on, Todd, bring it, baby. The last and final <laughs> round, baby, come on. So we shake hands, bone, give a hug. Here we go, here we go. He drops me, boom. Oh, I, I look down, I'm like, wait a minute. I just got rocked. I'm on the canvas and i and the, two three and it says royal and malachi I, like, uh, uh, I got you baby that was a good one good one baby i got up let's do it let's finish the fight come on let's dance baby oh man we went wow. to war for like the last uh two minutes and a half <laughs> we get done we're like man he's like hey man vic man shoot you, you still got it bro you still got it i was like Bro, you're mean. You hit me. <laughs> <laughs> you're mean. You ain't goes, supposed to hit me. <laughs> he goes, he goes, what's wrong with you, man? I was like, a lot. I a lot. lot. It's uh-huh. punched. It's funny, like,
4: the simple things can make the biggest impacts on your life. Literally, yeah. just you looking at that name yeah, bro, was the I reason just, you got back up into I that snapped fight. snapped
5: out of it like nothing happened and went straight to war. And then we finished and hugged him and, you know, gave him a kiss. Hey, dude, congrats, brother. We went to war and thank you, you know. Yeah. And we still keep in contact. What's up, Whoa, Todd? How you doing, man? Cool, cool. I'm good, bro. How you doing? It's it's pretty cool.
3: I like that whenever fighters do fight, and at the end of the day, they have that mutual respect, and then you know,
5: and that's the thing that I've always tried to look forward to ever since I was a kid. You know, um, it's one of those situations where you get put in a situation. Yes, it's a sport, but some people take it to the very personal and ugly, man, and that, that's ugly. So I try to keep it as mutual as I can, and I'll, I'll tell people sometimes, hey, bro. Cameras are everywhere; they're rolling. So, whatever's said out of my mouth to you, I don't mean it. I'm sorry, man. It's just to sell the fight. Yeah. Whatever you say to me, I'm not taking it in offense. Yeah. And it's just one of those situations, you know. People don't want to hear that, but it's the truth for me. Yeah. yeah you know. <laughs> yeah.
4: So, Victor, you're actually kind of leading us into B beginning. So, on the show, we do use the acronym Burn. So, each letter is kind of a different time in your life. So, yes. let's go to B. B stands for beginning. So, take us back to your childhood and growing up. Where there's some burn moments that you faced that you had to overcome.
5: Absolutely, man, I was a, a seven year old, you know, in Kansas, born and raised in Kansas, and uh, being born and raised out there it's it, 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 you grow up with a different culture, you know' it's, it's a it's a different situation, really. Um, but thankfully, well, I was seven years old, and I went to school, came home from school to an empty household. Uh, my mom just vanished, disappeared. My dad did the same thing, but his way of leaving was a little different. It was uh, he'd go. He'd come. He, he drove semis and stuff, and he always said that he was out working and stuff. So he'd, he'd be gone for a month, two months, come back, another three months, whatever, come back. And it got to a point to where I just, no mom. <laughs> the the clothing that we had on our backs was not something impressive. I actually learned how to cut hair at the time because I still know how to cut hair because I I couldn't afford to go get a haircut. And then next thing you know, um just to, to get food on the table would be some of my best friends. I still keep in contact with them, man. I had Brandon Carmichael from Kansas. I have Brand, uh, Kyle Brown from Kansas, Diego Lazarene from Kansas, uh, Elias Vargas from Kansas. And uh, these, these guys just kind of kept me on my feet between their moms and their dads. They'd always take care of me, and it was just great. But the boxing gym that, that my dad took me to in the beginning of time before he left me, which I wanted nothing to do with, um the gentleman from there actually took me on he was like my dad my grandpa my mentor he was my everything man and uh I, I actually buried him when uh, I turned 18 but he's the one that told me junior you have to promise me something called me junior mm-hmm. anything Bucky he says you know I'm not going to be here always but I'm here long enough to let you know that you need to leave Garden City Kansas and never come back I felt like that that line from from The Lion King where he goes, leave and never come back, you know? Yeah. I was like, oh, what are you saying, buddy? You know, why, why are you trying to make me leave? You know, he's like... Kicking me out. Just Yeah, pretty much. He goes, just leave, Junior. There's nothing here in Kansas for you. Just leave. Don't ever come back. And he goes, God has you. And I'm just kind of like, what is this even supposed to mean, man? So next thing you know, I'm foster homes with Sharon, John, Sharon and John Ford, they're my parents. I love them dearly still, you know? And uh, next thing you know, I ended up uh, traveling to my sister. When I turned uh, 13, she was already uh, 16. She was emancipated. So she was running her own life. She had her first kid already. And she filed for custody of me. So got me out of my mom and dad's custody, took me to Denver, Colorado. And that's where, like, my actual beginning took place at 13. after Right after Bucky told me to leave and never come back, you know? So now I'm on. I'm in Denver. One week in Denver, I'm already the state champion. Next, thing you know, the regional champion, and then uh, I was a gold medalist in the Junior Olympics right off the bat. Team USA, boom, 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 and then my my life just moved so fast from there. 16, I'm on Team USA, representing USA, beating every bad man in the world, in the in the state or in the country, and then in the world. And man, it just everything just happened so fast. 16, you know, I remember coming back from. Uh, uh, Mississippi no Marquette Michigan Marquette Michigan and I came back and I went to straight to the courthouse I, I was now 16 and a half and um I, I found out about uh, emancipation you know you can make your own decisions pretty much and um so I, I, I had all kinds of paperwork I took it to my sister and I go hey sis what's up she goes hey hey junior and I had just gotten paid for my two jobs I worked construction. And I worked for a, a mover's choice, a company moving people house to house or whatever. And I was still in high school. I was, wow. uh, yeah, it was rough. So then my two paychecks came. It was about $800 between the two. And I go, here, sis, here's your 800 bucks, but you need to sign this for me. She said, what, what is this? I was like, uh, it's just, uh, I'm, I'm leaving. What do you mean you're leaving? I was like, I'm going to California. She's like, no, you're not. I was like, oh, yes, I am. I said, you have a kid and you have a husband. I said, I don't have anything. I said what's the worst thing that's gonna happen i'm gonna get to cali then i'm gonna need a ride back to, to colorado i'll hitchhike i'll do something don't worry about me but i'll be back in a few years a couple she was she was crying you know what are you talking about i was like i have to do this please don't stomp on my toes i'll be fine i said my, my name is victor she's like no like she was upset she signed the the paperwork and i just remember i'm like dang I should have kept like twenty bucks. I like, <laughs> 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 need no, I'm gonna like, get hungry at the airport, you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But then I was like, "It's okay." So then my boy, one of my my boys at the time, one of my coworkers and a professional boxer nowadays too, his name is Rick Lopez, he gave me a, a a letter at the time. He goes, "Why are you leaving, Vic?" I go, "I'm just chasing a dream, bro. I have to. I have to do what's what's best for me, man. And and I believe this is where God's leading me, man. And I'm I'm fine, bro. Trust me, I'll be I'll be good, bro." Don't worry about me. He gave me a letter, right? He goes, don't open, don't open this until you're in the airplane. And I forgot I had that letter, right, in my pocket. So then I'm in the airplane, and my first time i being in an airplane, I'm like, dude, what are you doing, bro? You're, you're, you're crazy, man. Why are you? You don't even know these people that just ask you for custody. Like, dude, what are you doing? But it was already too late. I'm on an airplane. I'm
4: going like, to California. I'm, like,
5: I'm looking out the window like, dude, you are messing up, bro. <laughs> so next thing you know, ding ding, we have 15 minutes to our final destination. But I'm just like, I'm looking out the window and I'm like, whoa, I've seen that on Baywatch. <laughs> 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 you know? that's, uh, that's oh, I seen that <laughs> on, the, on Night at the Roxbury. You know, like I was all like, that's so cool. <laughs> so then uh-huh. I'm landing, ding, sh- I landed, and I'm like, dude. You're dumb. What are you doing here, you know?
6: This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is safe. It's a place to get things off your chest and figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. For example, it's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Game Presents today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com
0: slash Game Presents.
2: Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
5: And then uh, next thing I get picked up by the people that I ended up uh, being taken of custody by, and then I ended up in Ventura County, Oxnard, California, and then just on a dream, man, I just remember getting here, and I'm like, whoa, man. It was just culture shock, you know, Mm -hmm. being born and raised in Kansas my whole life, and then Man, I started there, and man, as life just took off, and it's, it hasn't slowed down since, you know?
3: I tell you what, moving to California might have been the biggest burn moment possible for your life.
5: I believe it was, bro. I got here as a, as a junior, a uh, freshman, a sophomore, a sophomore in high school. Uh, I was ahead of credits so much from Kansas, I was a straight-A student. Okay. So by the time I, I got here, I was about 26 credits ahead. So if I would have... Uh, graduated I would have graduated like half of a semester before uh, before 11th grade wow. or and then I was like you know what I can just take all the classes at one time and I'll just finish but I had to sign contracts I couldn't fail any classes I couldn't um skip uh, s- uh, senior ditch day and stuff like that so I um, I ended up uh, graduating as an 11th grader they gave me the outstanding uh, scholar award for students uh, in sports and academics I was kind of a brain, man. <laughs> yeah. I mean, although I get punched a lot. you know. <laughs>
3: <laughs> could you choose to stay longer if you wanted to or did you already uh, have I, to graduate? Since no, you
5: did? I, I didn't want to. I, I just didn't know anybody. I, yeah. didn't, I didn't know anybody. I didn't care about anything. All I could picture in my head was diploma here. Boom, like a champion. Right. And on the other hand, my belt. Yeah. Hey. That's all I wanted. Uh-huh. I didn't care about pleasing this person, pleasing that person. Oh, we're friends. I don't know you. I remember really got, people were like, oh, we went to we went to kindergarten together. I'm like, no way. You're from Kansas? They're like, what? Like, yeah, you're from Kansas. If we went to kindergarten together. Yeah. They're like, no, no, we went to school down. I'm like, nice nah, yeah, gotcha. try. Nice try. <laughs> yeah. no, gotcha. It was just interesting, but just the way it all worked. And, and it worked out because um, I was always in my own little bubble, in my own cocoon, and I just didn't go out. I didn't know anybody. I had straight A's in, in school. I always aced my stuff. And it was interesting because <clears throat> we'll, we'll fast forward a little bit. So by the time now, I was fine disputing for the world championship and stuff. I was in college. Um, I was in uh, um, Ventura College. And I remember um, one of the teachers, um, I the, the midterms were coming up. It was on a Wednesday. But I asked the the professor, do you mind if I can take the midterms before, um, Wednesday? Um, maybe, excuse me, Monday or Tuesday. I said, I'll, I'll ace them. I know I will. I said, I have a lot going on this week. I was fine for the world championship Saturday (laughs) on HBO, you know? So they go, um, what's so important that you have to, um, try to hurry this whole situation up. I was like, well, I'm kind of chasing a dream, you know, it's a dream of mine that I've been having since I was a kid. And, um, This is a very important time for me. Um, So I'm I'm disputing for a world championship title for the WBC crown at 147 uh, pounds um, this weekend on HBO, Boxing After Dark. And uh, the dean says to me, and the professor, "Um, do you know what the statistics of doing something that significant is? And I said, with all due respect, I don't mean to be rude or cocky. I just, um, I make my own statistics. And when I said that, he looked at me like, you know, it's simple. We, I'm not going to tolerate this. I will not put up with this. I, you cannot make up the, these right now. And if you miss them, you're gonna, I'm going to fail you. I go, are you joking? So then he says, I'm sorry. It's just, you know, class rules and college. And I go, this is a dream I'm chasing, though, man. He says, well, you have to prioritize what's important. And I said, you're right. He said if I was you I'd go to the dean's office drop the drop the class so you don't fail it and I said yes sir I got up I went to the dean's office boom I dropped the class I go to the other one same thing drop the class boom I go to the other one drop the class Saturday kicks around I'm in Connecticut backyard of the homie I'm like man I'm in some cold waters right now and then Ladies and gentlemen, tonight, 12 rounds of boxing for the WBC welterweight champion of the world. I mean, they're like, all right, here we go. My jobs, construction said, Vic, if you don't kick this month, <laughs> hey, don't come back. <laughs> the guys from Red Bull, I was uh, working for Red Bull as a merchandiser. Vic, you know what? We'll work with you, but um, come on, man. Uh, we can't give you much time i mean i may have to let you go i was like it's okay but i understand man i thank you for always helping me and understanding i just have to do this so it's a goodbye to you guys but i love you guys man thank you guys for always supporting me i'll be back with the championship all right Vic. so i go boom next you know ladies and gentlemen thousand around the world i'm just like here we go the guy was twenty-seven and 0 twenty-one knockouts, undefeated, pound for pound, behind Floyd Mayweather. Floyd Mayweather was in the crowd with Fifty Cent. I just remember, <laughs> I'm like, "Oh, there's Fifty. That's cool." I was like, "Before the fight, you saw? Yeah, I saw did it right you there." Fifty I was like, I looked at Floyd and I was like, "All right, you're next." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So then uh, I looked at you know my homework ahead. We shake hands, and I just go, "All right, um, let's get a champ." So we go back to our corners. Boom, boom. I dropped him once, boom, boom, for right when it opened, they counted a, a slip. And I come in again, pop, pop. I dropped him again, and I go, count that one, ref. So now they're just like, oh, and he's looking at his corner. I go, hey, don't look at your corner. It ain't going to help you. I'm right here. So next thing you know, after 12 rounds of war, he dropped me nasty in the sixth round. But, man, Andre Berto, no joke, man. Yeah. So he came in, dropped me, bro. The new champion of the world, right? So then... We fast forward to all this craziness. I now have my younger brother in college at the time. I raised my brother. I adopted my brother. Exactly what happened to me? I adopted him. I went to high school, college, everything. So my brother, uh, he goes, "Hey, bro. There's this there's this teacher and he he's just a big fan of yours, man. And he he wants your autograph. Like, can you come through one day?" I was like, "Yeah, absolutely. No problem." Been to her college, right? So I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, I'll be there. For sure, bro." I walked in, dude. It, it, it's, it's the teacher that didn't give me the time of day. And you know what I did? I go, oh. I'm not going to mention his name because I feel like. Yeah, oh. yeah. yeah I go, whoa. Man. How are you? He goes, wow, the, the champ. I cannot believe the champ is here. And I looked at him and I go, yes, sir. Do you have any words of wisdom for my class today? I go, yeah. Absolutely. I, I sure do. So I get up there. I go, "You know, anyone in here, I just I know you guys have your ups, you have your downs. You'll you'll rise, you'll fall. It's just part of the part of life." I said, "If you want an easy life, this isn't the life. No one's life is easy. We're going to have those when you hit the walls, but you have to get up, shake it off. It is what it is." But if I can tell you guys one thing today is if if a kid If a kid is ever in one of these seats and says, I have a dream I'm chasing. I need to make up a midterm. I need to do it earlier than than supposed to be because I'm going to ace it. Because I'm going to go chase a dream this week and I'm going to be the champion of the world. And that person makes his own statistics. Just let him do it. He goes, he knew exactly who I was. So I just go, it's a great pleasure to see you, Mr. Uh, So-and-so. Take care of yourself. He goes, champ. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, oh, no, I'm just, just another guy trying to live, you know. So I shook his hand, I gave him a hug, signed the autographs for everybody. Took off. My brother says, what was that about? That was the first time him hearing that and he goes, why'd you show up? (laughs) I go, I I don't know. I just, you know, I'm not a bad guy. I just, uh, he made a simple mistake. It's okay. We all do. We, we slip and we fall, we get up. I said, why, why have to, uh, put somebody down or hate somebody because of something that they didn't believe in? I said, it's, it's, everyone's different, bro. So I just, I let it go, man. And that was one of those, those burn moments for sure. You know, that was
3: a super burn moment, bro. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, so. Think about how many lives you changed in the crowd probably from that day. Absolutely, In the classroom. You changed his
4: life too. He probably never so. did that again. I
5: highly doubt it. I really hope not. Yeah. It's like, Mr. So-and-so, can I get a bit chair that yeah, I've, right now. Let's do it right now. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it goes out fast, right. fast. No, 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 I need some more time. No, no, we can do it right now. <laughs> but yeah. I, can't, I
3: can't tell you, like, whenever, whenever you start something, you're chasing something, no one wants to be with you from the start. No. They all uh-huh. want to come to you at the end.
5: It's the, and it's the truth. So that particular fight, I love my brother, uh, Andre Berto, man. He, he gave me an opportunity of a lifetime um, to, to fight for the dispute for the championship of the world and and, and do some big, great things. You know, it's, it's amazing. Because of him, it was possible for me. Um, but before that, in training camp, nobody would show up to my camps. I by myself, killing it every day. in the morning, I'm out doing my miles. 4 in the morning, putting in my work, this and that. Um, Nobody would invite me to parties or to hang out. Let's chill. None of that. Next thing you know, like you said, Victor Ortiz, the name grew. And then all of a sudden, bro, we just need to hang out, man. I'm just like, "Uh, yeah, sure. Um, There's a few names after we're done I'm going to share with you. (laughs) I was like, are you serious? Here's my phone. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It it is interesting though. But but even so, I don't change who I am. And I think that's one thing where a lot of people are like, hey Vic, what's going on? Like, what's up, dude? How you doing?
3: And that's what people like. People like the genuine people out there and being nice to people. I can't tell you how many celebrities out there are just like, no, no photos. Oh, bro. I don't even want to talk to you. It's been so
5: many, man. I've seen a few where I'm like, oh, dude, you're so so, that's (laughs) so cool. They're just like, And then I'm like, Victor, bro, Ortiz. Oh, what's up, man? I'm like, what's up, dude? (laughs) Uh Uh-huh what's up is louder now, you know?
4: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly.
3: But you went through many burn moments before your fight with Andre Berto Oh bro, so many, man. And the burn moment whenever you fought uh Lamont Peterson, you got the draw. Dude, whenever that was not you a draw. won. You that won. The fight. <laughs> you won. Let's be honest, you won the
5: fight. You know it's interesting though? I, I don't even dispute that because I, I love Lamont too, bro. He he's my we're on team USA together. And uh, no joke, before the fight, um, yeah, I did amazing. I dropped them three times or whatever, four. And um, the I had tightened my gloves up too tight, so I couldn't actually feel my hands. So I felt like Ricky Bobby, can't feel my hands. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
5: <laughs> Many years later, I can't feel my hands. <gasps> yeah, but <laughs> I, I say that because it just didn't feel right, but... I, I thought we did enough to pull off the victory, but, mm-hmm. you know, it is what it is. I'm not a judge. Um, I, I There are some biased judges, though, sometimes. Yeah. But that's just the boxing game if you really look at it, you know. So I, I don't even yeah. bother on trying to... But you,
3: you probably learned something in that blessing disguise right there with the draw. Oh,
5: yeah, bro. Absolutely, man. Because if you look at my, my whole record, I've had war after war after war. I'm, I'm talking ripped open eyes, broken nose, broken jaw... My My head's been cracked so uh, so open so many times you could probably call me a crackhead. <laughs> I'm just kidding. no, but uh my hands bro look at they don't op- they don't they don't straighten no more.
2: Oh, and then uh, oh, wow. right here. I Is straight, that a scar
5: yeah, reconstructed what? reconstructed as a straight left. put the guy down, but broke all my stuff, oh. and then I have two two uh um screws right there, and then this one. Right here, completely shattered, and then this one.
3: So, eh, it's part of.
4: So, you wanna be a fighter? (laughs) So, you're telling me. So, you're telling me you wanna be a fighter. All right,
3: Victor, it's time to go to you and burn. It stands for unfortunate. Just like I mentioned at the beginning of this podcast, (laughs) I was unfortunately caught on fire in a school science experiment that went horribly, horribly wrong and blew up like a bomb in my face and I was immediately rushed to ICU burn clinic where I spent a week there, had seven surgeries, one every single day with a 50% chance to survive. Oh, geez. Because with burns, the swelling continues to swell and they were worried about my breathing stopping because my neck was super bad. But whenever I found out I had that 50% chance to survive, I was like, instead of feeling all down on myself and just Wanted to crawl up in a little ball and start to cry. I was like, what's that one thing that's going to bring a smile to my face? And I just started getting into golf. And I had my parents and him go get my putter, my golf putter. And I put ball after ball after ball into this glass jar, all hooked up to all the IVs. Couldn't even see from how swollen or yeah, how swollen I was from my face. And in that moment, I knew I was going to fight. And I called that my burn moment. And I truly believe from the bottom of my heart, if that burn moment doesn't happen in the hospital, I do not have this podcast, nor am I talking to Victor Ortiz, or do I not meet any other inspiring people out there that are sharing their stories. And Wow, dude. Yeah. blessed to be alive still. And you said give all the that. credit to God.
5: Absolutely, bro. Give I me a second a chance. And- Beautiful, man. Yeah. Shoot, my my moment like that, I I'd have to say, um, like you said early on, when you make it, it everyone's there, you know. And I was a huge star. I'm talking, man. I couldn't go to the Walmart, I couldn't go to the store. Nothing. It was it was amazing though, because I I learned to appreciate what God had given me. And I didn't have that because turn back the page 10 years ago, I was poor, man. Couldn't even afford a pair of shoes, man. It was was rough. Um, Unless they're on the clearance aisle. (laughs) But even so, that required a lot of saving. So regardless, though, that moment for me, um, bro, shoot. Um, Being on top now, everybody knows me. And then I get my jaw broken. If you guys ever want to see this fight, um, Jose Lopez, versus me and man he's a heck of a person a heck of a fighter but um I broke my jaw in the in the fourth round in the fourth round I broke my jaw we were in an exchange and I'm going boom, boom. and then as I'm throwing I got a little check barely Kung, ding 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 bell rings and I go mm. I sit down how you feeling? I go, my jaw's broken. Stop the fight. What? My jaw's broken. Stop the fight. There's nothing wrong with you. I was like, my jaw's broken. Stop the fight. And I couldn't move my jaw now. And I'm telling him, to stop the fight. But I think the adrenaline, maybe the pride, the something, I don't know. The more I said, stop the fight, they were, they said there's nothing wrong with me because I don't show pain. When I'm in the corner, bro, go back. I'm like this. Boom. When I'm ripped open, I don't care. Hands shattered. I'd... Hands broken. Uh, Wrist broken. I don't say, I'm not like, ah, oh, I broke a nail. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not me, bro. Wrong guy. Yeah. So I'm just like, stop. <laughs> Sorry. That was, <laughs> that was <laughs> I'm, like, good I'm like, There's people like that. Oh, I, I know. I know. I know. <laughs> no offense to soccer players (laughs) I'm just joking totally joking
2: (laughs) oh dang put myself Uh in spider way (laughs) so
5: so regardless bro um, uh, my jaw's broken and I I told them again they go seconds out mouthpiece in and I'm like my jaw's broken they put the mouthpiece in I'm like oh no god please protect me bro I grab my, if you go back and look at the fight, I grab my, my jaw under with the thumb like this. So I come into war. Boom. For the next, that's four, five, six, seven, eighth, And I'm like, stop the fight. Please stop the fight. My jaw's been broken since the fourth round. Please stop the fight. I'm in a lot of pain. And they would not stop the fight. That was four, fifth, six, seventh, eighth. I'm like, please stop the fight, man. I'm in so much pain. But I'm winning the whole fight. Because every time I come, I sit down. I'm like this. And then uh, finally, the ninth round, I come out. And then I, I, I'm i like this the whole time. But then I, I heard him, boom. Boom, I mic him buckle. It looks like he's going down. So I go, I let this one rip for a second. So when I let it rip, this thing fell. I boom. And she's going like this. But he throws a hook. And the hook goes, God. And it just goes. I just remember it just snapped even more. I go, oh, ah. Oh. I felt like that movie from, uh, what's his name? Um, dang, I'll you a little bit. Uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme. Oh, <laughs> ah! Yeah. Right? So anyways, I was like, ah, oh, ah, oh. and then the bell rings, ding, 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 ding. He's trying to find his corner because he's all swelled up. I looked at the ref and just in that moment, I said, ref, uh, stop the fight. He goes, you winning the fight, Ortiz. I go, I don't want the belt. I need to go to the hospital. I need surgery. Please, stop the fight. He goes, Vic. And I go, I I, I don't want the belt. I want to go to hospital. I need surgery. Please. They stop the fight. Boom. This dude is like tripping out like, what the hell? I just won the fight. Yeah. Yeah, I beat his A. I, I made him quit. This and that. And I'm just like. I can understand that kind of moment because, I mean, why not, I guess, you know. But winning the whole fight, my thing gets shattered and it just hurts so bad, man. So now I get back to the corner. Why'd you effing do that? I go, my jaw's been broken since the fourth round. I told you all to stop the fight. Now I'm getting people throwing bottles at me, throwing stuff at me, flipping me off to my face, pushing me, getting out of the ring. And I just, I took, I took it. But I made it to the locker room and I just remember I sat there and I, like I am right now, I just put my hands on my head and I'm just like, God, why'd you do this? I'm just leaking blood clots, leaking, leaking. And then the team comes in, they go, there's nothing wrong with you. Why'd you quit the fight? And I go, my jaw broken, broken the fourth round. I told you to stop it. There's nothing effing wrong with you. Everyone packed their stuff, they left, boom. I felt like that moment on the movie Southpaw, that I was part of, where like everybody just left him in the locker room by himself. It was a real moment for me too. That was an emotional moment for me to watch, because Jake did an amazing job there. And the thing is, with me being in that situation, by the time I looked around, everybody was gone from the locker room at the Staples Center, or Crypto.com Center. <laughs>
7: And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. So.
5: <laughs> stay for center. Oh to <laughs> Touche. So regardless, I was sitting there and I just remember I was like, i was in so much pain, you know. And at the time, uh, one of my dear friends, David Rodella, another boxer, professional, um, he, he comes in and he goes, mijo, you okay? And I looked up and my jaw's hanging. God, and he tries to put my jaw back, pull it up. I go, no, hey, hey, no, don't touch me, don't touch me, don't touch me. I'm in a lot of pain. I'm in so much pain. Please don't. So now I have the the gurney come in with the uh, uh, um, the... Ambulance people, the, the nurses or whatever. Yeah, paramedics. Yeah, paramedics, bro. And they laid this gurney down and they're putting this brace on me. <laughs> and I go like this Whoa, uh uh-uh, uh, uh uh. <laughs> what are you doing? Get that off me. We got to put you in the ground. Hell no, get, get your hands off me. Uh uh-uh. uh. <laughs> I didn't arrive to the Muff staple Center <laughs> in a gurney and I ain't leaving in one. Well, Victor, get your hands off me. Put your mama on that thing. Prideful, bro. Yeah. I was young, dude. And I just get that, you know, next thing you know, like, nah. I put on my suit. <laughs> I put on my suit. and I got to walk out of here. So I, I'm walking through the tunnel. Victor Ortiz, Victor Ortiz, why'd you quit? They, I'm, they're trying to interview me. Why'd you quit? Uh, we saw that you just give up on this and that. Uh, you're this and that. And people were like, yeah, you little B, this and that, talking ugly to me. And I'm walking out. I'm just walking out with one of my dear friends, Anthony the security guard he goes come on vic we'll just get you we'll get you to the limo and we'll just take you straight to the hospital all right i like that so then finally they said mr ortiz you have to come with us at least because if you don't then um we won't be able to cover you and that I was like all right well i'm not gonna get on no gurney unless you guys want to get on a gurney i'll be your doctor for the second on the ride to (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> on the ride to the hospital yeah. I'm fine with that yeah. So now we're On our way to the hospital I'm in so much pain But the pride in me And just my ego I'm just like Uh uh-uh. uh I just thought I was too Too hard I don't know Just young dumb You know So I get to the hospital And um through the ER And they go Oh my gosh What happened I'm in a suit You know And I'm all oh. That's all I mean Nothing's wrong with my eyes But this thing's just hanging I have blood Just <laughs> Yeah How like, bad How yeah, bad does yeah. it hurt Oh bro uh man, I could take broken hands, fight like that, no problem. I have been victorious, thankfully. Broken my nose, no problem. Cracked my head, I don't care. Wow. Broken a couple nails. <laughs> nah, bro, but, hey, that jaw, bro, it's excruciating pain. I I can't. I don't wish that upon my worst enemy, bro, like that. It's ugly pain, dude. And I, I can't even pinpoint it for you, man. It's that bad. Wow. So, anyways, um... I get in there, and of course, you know, I'm a jokester. So they're like, Oh my gosh, what happened? I said, I was at the convenience store, and this guy, I think I was drunk. I couldn't really tell, I was all drooly, you know? Uh, I think I was drunk, and he pulled out a bat and he hit me with it, and it was, he disappeared. They're just like, and the doctor comes and goes, this is Victor Ortiz. He was just on HBO. <laughs> Why'd you like, ruin the joke. <laughs> I was just like, okay, yeah, that's what really happened. But I'm in a lot of pain. Can you give me something for this pain? Yeah. They were like, uh, Mr. Ortiz, you're going to go into surgery right now. I go, right, let's do something. I'm in so much pain. Yeah. I, I, it hurts really bad. So now they took me to the back. Boom. they Put these things in me. I'm I'm undressed. I'm in a, a uh, whatever the gown. I'm gown in the gown now. I have IVs in me, and that's all I remember. I woke up in the morning and I'm like, huh? Oh, there's nobody here. Well, this sucks. <laughs> I see IVs and I'm just like, hmm. So. I mean, So I'm going back to sleep. I go back to sleep. And then I'm just like so bothered because I'm like, I can't even do nothing right now. And then I could have sworn I didn't use the bathroom, so now I'm ringing the thing. And they're like, you're just on morphine. i just going to feel like that. It's very uncomfortable. I was like, oh, that's why I feel weird. I don't like this feeling. Yeah. So then now um, day one goes by. That was Saturday night, Sunday all day in hospital, Monday all day in hospital, Tuesday all day in hospital. Nobody with me. It was like
4: the entire time. Nobody. No one. And then How Wednesday. hard was
5: that mentally? Oh, bro. It was, it was rough. But then I thought about it and I said, this is my life, man. Since I was a kid, to a grown man, top of the world, bottom of the barrel, whatever. But I was sad. And I just remember it was Wednesday and I finally received a phone call. Victor. I'm like, hey, what's going on? Coach, you you forgot to pay us. I just You're like a dagger in my heart and it just uh, fell. I was just like, tears just rolled out of my eyes and I just go, No, nah, I didn't forget. I, I I got you. I apologize. Anyways, how are you? Where you been? Remember in the fourth round I told you my jaw was broken? Yeah, there was nothing wrong with you. You just you just stopped and I go, Yeah, I was broken in two places. Um so I have twelve screws in my mouth, wires shut and two metal plates. What? Where are you? I talked to you soon. I hang up. and I'm passed out again. <laughs> I probably I probably would have been like this. Ah. But <laughs> I was wired shut, so I'm just like <laughs> could, just drooling
3: her probably. Could you still talk with it yeah. wired
5: shut? Yeah. So then I'll tell you some funny stuff. So then I'm sitting there like this and then um I felt a presence over me, right? So I opened my eyes at about like two hours later and it's my coaches and I'm just like, hey, what's going on, guys? They're like, they're looking at me. Man, there's nothing wrong with you. I was like, so I opened up so I could see all the metal and everything and then down here and it was still open down here so you could see the metal plates and stuff. I was like, just a little bit. He goes, Oh, I saw the regretful, shameful look, but it made me feel in a place of forgiveness toward my team. And I and it made me appreciate him. Cause he knew it was just a it was a, a bad moment for for him, the pride and it just it happened, you know, it is what it is. So regardless, um I went off to just about day four, I'm still in there, and I'm like, oh, I don't want to be here no more, just laying here, and I'm watching the the little, yeah, the, the right. lifeline and stuff, and I'm just like, come on, man. So I'm like, dude, hey, doc, so can you like get me out of here now? May I get dispatch, please? Um, Victor, we're going to send some nurses to you right now. Well, how about this one? I've been here for four days now. I'm going to give you <laughs> Two minutes to get here, <laughs> if not, there's gonna be a bloody mess. I'm gonna start pulling off these plugs, and there's gonna be blood everywhere because I don't really want to be here no more. It's been four days. He's like, <laughs> they, they send these people. I was like, ah, I got your attention. Hi, yeah. how you guys doing? Here, I'm ready. Yeah. What do you mean you're ready? I was like, take them off, please. They're like, what do you mean? I'm like, yeah, I'm going home. Well, we can't, we're, we can't do that, Mr. Ortiz. Yes, you can, or either you can or I will. Look like, at, check this out. I'm going to start pulling. I start pulling. They're like, whoa, 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 Mr. Ortiz, all right, all right. They bring me paperwork. I had to sign off. Thank you kindly. They took, they took everything off. I was like, see, that wasn't so hard, was it? So now the doctor comes in. Victor, the reason we don't let you go is because, you know, you could leave here and you could start throwing up and, and, and you could choke in your, in your throw up and this. And I was like, Doc, it's broken. It's wired shut. If I leave, I'm still going to be broken and wired shut. What's the difference? Vic, Victor, please, Mr. Ortiz. I was like, no, 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 don't give me that, man, don't. And they asked the, some code word, boom, boom. They bring me pliers and all kinds of stuff. So technically, I was supposed to be carrying pliers around, so in case I, that does happen, I ri- I cut everything open and open my mouth. Mm-hmm. But that didn't happen. So here, all right, Mr. Ortiz, we just want to warn you, we're not responsible, we're not liable, no problem, it's okay. Um, so we need you to sign this paperwork because. You know, X, Y, and Z. I was like, safety purposes for them. Protection. I was like, no problem. I got it. We, you can't be working out. You can't be uh, doing this. And I was like, no, no problem. I'm not trying to. I'm just going to. No worries. Thank you. Here's your, they gave me this whole bottle of like a Vicodin, liquid Vicodin, excuse me. And I remember they're like, here, take just a little cap before you leave to make sure. And I go, okay, no problem. I did not like how it made me feel at mm-hmm. all. I took it, but I didn't tell them, and I just go, uh, 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 I'm not touching that crap again, so I didn't, um, and I ended up leaving, so they're like, Vic, where do you want to go? I say, Universal Studios, <laughs> so now my, my jaw's broken, <laughs> I saw Ronnie, was all broken, <laughs> so my jaw's still broken, you know, yeah. I saw Mario Lopez and everybody, they're like, Vic, you all right? I was like, I'm all right, I'm good. What are you doing? I was like, I'm gonna go ride the roller coaster. So, <laughs> so I'm over here riding the roller coaster. <laughs> uh, can't scream. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I can scream, but I can't open my mouth, you know? Uh,
4: this portion of the Burn Factory podcast is sponsored by Phoenix Salon Suites. Please visit Phoenix Salon Suites at P H E N I X Salons, S A L O N, Suites, S U I T E S dot com to find one near you.
3: As you guys may know, I was tragically burned in a school science experiment by my teacher that gave me a 50% chance to survive. And through that, I have to wear sunscreen every day for the rest of my life. And as being a golfer, the brand I trust is Kula.
4: Man, look at this bottle. Kula. This just screams beaches, waves, and sun. So let's give this a smell. The nice wind
3: of a breeze. This is
4: smelling like Hawaii. Our favorite place. So next time you guys need sunscreen, go get yourself Kula. You'll thank us later. Vic, thank it's you. time to, to go to R. R stands for ridiculous. It's a little lighter, a little more fun. So yeah. all those fights, all those tra- all that traveling, was there a ridiculous uh, burn moment that you came across, whether it was like a fan asked you a random question or... Like you got some crazy message? Like, is there something you know, kind of you ridiculous? Know what's interesting.
5: Of the that when you say that, yes. Um, so I, I once had um, uh, my first girlfriend ever. You know, back years ago, and and mind you, I was already the reigning champion for the NABO and the and the the USBA, mm-hmm. and I remember, I I was just newly crowned for the WBC, and I just I did it for myself. I remember I secluded myself, put myself in camp, and I said, although there's nobody around, I'm gonna be the champ. When I'm a champ, I'm gonna I'm gonna buy a flight to to London. I'm gonna buy a flight to the Caribbean, I'm gonna f- buy a flight. Just I just traveled everywhere by myself. And I the, the simple thought in my head was, because we were like, you shouldn't travel by yourself. There's people that are dangerous. And I said, I have this one and I have this one. I have <laughs> Tom O'Leary <laughs> and Jim Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what, what what do you call him? Remember uh, from the movie? Tom O'Leary and, and John, oh, Jackson. John oh, Jackson. Jackson. Yeah. <laughs> remember so um, I sat there I was just like you know what I I don't mind traveling by myself I don't fear nobody you know except for him you know so regardless um, in the belief that I'm you know yeah anybody can get messed with but I didn't see it that way so I just I would would fight I'd book a flight dude I went to the Caribbean I went to Antigua I went to Barbados I went to Bahamas on my next trip I went to uh, Puerto Rico Another trip I went to London. Another place I went to New uh, New England, New, New Jersey, England. And that was it was an island I didn't even know about. I just booked it because it sounded like New England. <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah, yeah, bro. So Am I going to run just, into Tom Brady there? Yeah, right? <laughs> no joke.
5: Probably, Hello there. I'm, 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 I'm Tom Brady. <laughs> <laughs> what? This what? is the eBay the, version. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, no, so. I can't, but the, I'm sorry. I just had it. Right. That's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> you, you're
5: not the one. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, so regardless of, of those trips, though, those travels were pretty amazing. I mean, I, I ended up in Russia, I ended up in Germany, I ended up just everywhere. Uh, my buddies are calling me the Globetrotter because I, I was always traveling the globe. Yeah, I was just fighting and traveling, fighting and traveling. And the, the moments that I was out doing that, it was amazing because you never know. For me, I would never know or assume that I was a known figure. You know, I was on a beach in uh, in uh, the French Riviera. Riviera. I had my shirt off, and I just remember I was sitting there like this, and um, people were speaking their language. I, I don't speak French, so mm-hmm. they're like uh, Victor Ortiz, and I'm just like, "Hi," because <laughs> uh, my tattoo, my yeah. tattoo is a, a cover up of uh, it used to be Ortiz. And um, uh, I covered it up due to some things that took place. I'll explain in a second. But regardless, this tattoo is a tribal. What I did not realize up until a couple years ago was that when my buddy re-tattooed it with the tribal, it still says Ortiz, but in tribal, I didn't know that. And then uh, I guess he just kind of went with the flow of tribal, but maybe he didn't realize he did Ortiz, but it does say Ortiz if you look at it correctly. So regardless, um, just all these people, these fans—it's just been, uh, again, it's been amazing for me because, as a as a as a kid, like bro, nobody knew me, man. I, would, I would, just to grab a little bit of food sometimes. I, I told this story to one of my buddies, a little little youngster. I trained two of them. There's um, little Tafari, Tafari's 13. Oh, he just turned 14. Sorry, and a little JJ. And he just—he's a 13-year-old boy too, and they're both Southpaw, but JJ just turned to Muay Thai, so he's a little beast. Apparently, he's doing—he's really? doing very well right now. But I just teach him stand up. You know, he hits hard. They both do. So regardless, um, I told him about a story when I was a youngster, 13 years old, their age. They have a mom and dad each of them. I didn't have none of that. And I told him about the year I was fighting in the in the uh, regionals. I said, man, I was so hungry, bro. I just, I, I remember, like, I didn't have any money or any way of getting food. And I was walking in Denver, Colorado, of all places in Denver, Colorado. And I found an orange, bro, about this big. I remember I took that orange home, bro. I washed it up. And I just remember I peeled it all apart. That orange lasted me like two days, bro. Because I didn't want to finish it because I, yeah. I was hungry, bro. But I just, I needed to eat to keep my championship going and then that the day of the quarterfinals my buddy says damn Vic you're all ripped bro you're but you're 127 pounds how come you're so light I was like bro I haven't had enough food man he goes what do you mean you know I can't afford no food right now man Ricky Lopez and he goes nah bro so he took me to Chipotle for my first time ever, man. <laughs> Bought me a big yeah. old burrito, man. Best believe it, I smashed on that thing. Yeah. And then I came back the next day and I smashed on that guy. I I, I came. I became the you know, I was unstoppable after that burrito, dog. <laughs> yeah. Burn moment, yeah. <laughs> for bad. oh yeah, bro. Yeah, it was it was great. But regardless of all that, you fast forward to to where God has allowed me to be, man. It's it's interesting. It's crazy, you know. Mm-hmm. It just... It's I mean, statistically speaking, it's not supposed to happen, you know, mm-hmm. but I don't believe in statistics. I believe that if you work hard, I mean, don't get me wrong. There are some statistics that are pretty much on point and on cue. But when it comes to a person telling a person what they're going to do and what they're capable of doing. No, you, you, you can't do that. It's, it's, up, it's up to a person to to put you down and put you in a category. And in that category, you're either going to elevate or you're going to go way down. You know, and I chose to, no, I put my foot down. I'm going to do what I'm going to do because I said so. I'm going to work hard no matter what. I don't care if I'm hurting to the end. I, I, I'm i going to get done. I'm going to get it through. Yeah. Especially when you see like, yeah, you have your two little yous looking at you. Like I'm, I'm their hero. You know, they're, they're like, dad, yo, you're like Hulk strong. Right, dad? I'm like, well, yeah. <laughs> I'm like. <laughs> no <laughs> yeah yeah it's 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 just an amazing thing though but going back to all the travels all the craziness it's 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 been quite the journey bro mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. it
5: has i mean i'm sure you guys have had some journeys like that i mean, your journey's just wow it was i eye, eye opening bro that's mm-hmm. thank you i appreciate it yeah man to have another opportunity like that i mean it's amazing' mm-hmm. more can you ask for you know yeah, yeah exactly. you truly don't
4: see how much God has in store for you absolutely brother. like really because I would have never thought in a million years we'd be doing a podcast sitting next to freaking Victor Ortiz <laughs> like, are you kidding me no man but it's, it's a pleasure you just, bro you just gotta trust in him and give him everything and, yes. and he'll provide you know amen absolutely and, yeah
5: and you know, that's that's the, the one thing where I never <clears throat> excuse me as a boy um so I told you I was at juvenile detention centers and, and, and foster homes and stuff so When I was a kid, I remember when I ended up in juvenile detention centers. um, The reason I first, the first time I ever picked up a Bible was because of juvie. Um, I was in there and I just remember this kid, big kid. uh, There were two beds and there was a glass. We we are like caged animals, you know. Uh, And the the guy goes, "Um, why don't you get off my bed? And of course, I was a little relentless, you know, and I go, I don't see your name on it.
7: And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
5: So, so we threw hands on the spot. <laughs> oh, well, I used boxing, of course. I saw punches flying. Boop, boop. And then now there's blood everywhere, so you know i got in some trouble mm-hmm. but i just remember they put me in like a confined area and i just picked up a the only thing that they had to read and it was a christian bible and i remember i i came from a my mom, when i was a kid uh catholic background but what i what i noticed is i never i never prayed to anything but god mm. and talked to god and i just remember i was like i don't know if you're hearing me or if you're listening god but so I believe, since I was a child, I was a Christian w- without knowing it, and yeah. I just took off with that faith. And and you know, I'm baptizing stuff nowadays, and that's awesome. And it's it's great because my sons get to hear Daddy, and, and it's funny because if you guys don't listen to these these songs, watch after the podcast or whatever, watch I'll have you guys listen to what my sons listen to. Mm-hmm. Um, it's pretty cool because they they're learning from Daddy like. Uh, their their faith it's it's great, like they they play a song called Lion of Judah. If you guys have heard it, it's called Lion of Judah by uh, by Revelation.
3: If I hear it, maybe yeah. 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 So regardless,
5: I had them yesterday. Matter of fact, I had my sons and they're like, "Dad, yo, can we play Lion of Judah?" I'm like, "Of course, I got you, baba And they're singing at the top of their lungs. I'm like, so it's, yes. it's like they're worshiping as babies. It's pretty cool, bro. Yeah, so, so cool. I get to see that and, and I get to implant that in them. And uh, the Bible does say, teach them, teach them young. And when they're old, they'll come back to their ways. Yeah. So it's been an amazing journey, bro. It's just a little, a lot of ups, a lot of downs, disappointments, positives. But I mean, who, who's to say it's all going to be over tomorrow? Like, we might have well to start over again, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah,
4: you never know. But, all right, Vic, it's time to go to N. N is kind of two parts. It's now and next. So, what are some burn moments that you're kind of going through right now? And what are some burn moments that you see coming in the future? I know you're working on the, the meta boxing thing yeah, still. Yeah, absolutely. So, kind no, of uh, uh, talk to us about that. For,
5: for now, we're definitely working on a, on a metaverse for boxing. I'm bringing boxing into the metaverse. It's, it's a little different. Um, I have a, some partners, uh, Mr. Vincent and, um, man, uh, 4D. 4D is a company that we're working with. Dude, they're amazing. They made a couple of twins of me, dressed up different. And it's it's really weird. <laughs> it's strange. I'm just kind of yeah. like, like we're, we'll be talking and I'm right here and I'm kind of like, I'll take off the VR. I'm like, oh, that's strange. So I showed my little boy, dad, that that video game? I'm like, kind of. Kind, different, of, it's huh? kind of life but that you right dad oh that's daddy yeah it's it's strange man i'm just kind of like whoa. i i mean it's cool but it's just different it's you know? crazy it's beyond i'll show you guys all of it in a little bit yeah but um regardless um for for now that's what i'm working on uh we'll be launching soon enough um but i'll also i also want to fight within the metaverse but i want to do everything correctly and right you know so basically you fight and then uh with an option of after you fight, is it is it, that just it? Is it over? No, the 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 twin that is mine keeps going on forever, so you can fight him with with whoever you want. It's kind of trippy. Wow, it's really strange.
4: I've still never understood it. No, For the last three I, years, everyone's been talking about it. I don't it's really get different.
5: It. Well, the concept that we're using is different because I've seen some metaverse things happen with with boxing, but they haven't really quite nailed it too great. And I'm happy that the experiment rats got to do that. Cause I get to look at them. And I'm like, Ooh, no, no, no. Oh yeah. No. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thumbs up, thumbs down there. Like right now it was a, a, a thumbs up for me now. Um, some months back I was like, nah, it's a thumbs down big time. No, but it's been a, it's been great though just to do that. And then also, um, for I'm prepping for another fight. Um, I've been in talks with Sam Watson, and uh, we'll be back in the ring hopefully December. Oh, I'm wow. not exactly sure on the date, but uh, it's okay. I've been in training camp pretty hardcore um, at a House of Champions in Van Nuys, but also with coach Danny Garcia in Oxnard, California. So yeah. kind of a little bit of a commute, but it's okay. It's yeah. work, you know? Yeah. And then other than that, just raising my babies, or can't call them babies no more, I'm sorry, because Royal, Royal and Malachi get pretty upset. Like. <laughs> Dad, yo, I a big boy. Oh, sorry, dude. I a big big boy, Dad. Oh, my bad, dude. Sorry. All right, I'm yeah. sorry. Don't hit daddy. Uh-huh. But uh, you know, sticking by them, just working hard, making sure that 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 they grow up to be good kids, man. Um, you know, I I just like you guys, you guys, integrity and just loving, you know, mm-hmm. respectful, mm-hmm. you know, and and that's what that's what I'm just trying to shoot for. But uh, yeah, other than that, man, just I do have a project that I'm working on right now. It's a it's a 1981 Chevy. Oh, it's the old school uh, box uh, style. Yep. But uh, but it's a long bed. It's a real man's truck. <laughs> <laughs> I like yeah. the short bed, drop like lowrider. No, yeah. No, mine's mine's actually a long bed and it's uh it's lifted with MT classics. Yeah. <laughs> Putting a fuel injection in it.
4: I just saw that they. <laughs> Uh, I think California passed the law that you can have lowriders again now.
5: No way. Yeah, like really, really
4: recently, maybe a couple of weeks ago. Really, I saw that on the news. That's yeah. probably
5: why you're seeing so many on uh, like th- this morning. I was like, uh, my my gal was sleeping and I'm just like, I'm watching <laughs> <laughs> watching lowrider after lowrider. I haven't seen lowrider videos in a long time and I'm like, yeah. oh, that's pretty cool. Oh, huh, well, that's cool that's probably why <laughs> yeah. i get like
4: the facebook marketplace notifications ah. and they're like oh, 68 camaro <laughs> oh, yeah wow. yeah that's probably why honestly people I, are trying I to sell it yeah yeah it's great maybe i'll get a classic car one day i want to
5: <laughs> what kind of car
4: <sighs> what do you want i don't know i would like to probably have a camaro Ooh. 68 69 68 um mm. one of our good friends his buddy is selling a like a cherry red one, dude. He's building sick. it still right now. Like he like refurbished everything. He took everything apart, rebuilt everything. Dang. Curtis, Curtis's friend, yeah. Wow. And so I don't know. We'll see.
5: And that's my favorite. Yeah, yeah, 68, yeah. sixty. Well, sixty nine because the side of the sixty nine has like a little sharp edge on it. Mm-hmm. It's pretty sick. But the the sixty a little smoother. Pretty sick, both of them. Regardless, I like them. Yeah, yeah, but man, we'll see. Maybe. I'll show you pictures of the my 81 right now. Okay. I, yeah, I have I it all. It. Uh, so Royal, my older one, he goes, uh, so when I first built it, um, it was all, you know, ugly. Just so he called it Mater. <laughs> <laughs> Tow truck. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dad, yeah. yo, we working on Mater? <laughs> I'm like, yeah. I'm like, who's Mater, you know? <laughs> so then I finally watched Cars. I go, oh, Mater. <laughs> okay. So he called it Mater. And then after he called it Mater, you know, we put the new engine in it and stuff, but I didn't have pipes in it yet. Mm. And it it was still, it was still carbureted. So now it's fuel injected. I mean, I haven't put the engine in it, but I had to do all the engine bay and stuff. But anyways, so I didn't put pipes on it just yet. So when he actually heard it turn on, he was scared of it because it was like, boom, 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 boom. But thankfully the, the, uh, um, monster truck show was going to be in Ventura. So I took him to the monster truck show with in the pickup without pipes so we arrived to that monster truck show and he's like dad you're so cool we in my monster truck right i'm like yeah papa so we got to go see it all in the yeah. we got to see all the trucks and stuff and i asked one of the gentlemen do you mind if you could uh, if i can show my little boy inside of your your truck and stuff he's like you're victor ortiz I was like yeah he goes let me just take you on a ride i was like are you serious so he took Royal, myself, and him on, on one of those big monster trucks. Oh my! Gosh. So Royal got to see it first. And he's like, Dad, yo, it's so cool, Dad. I was like, this is crazy. <laughs> like, so after that, we went back to his truck, of course. And it was just primered at the time now. And he, he called it, of course, Mater. It stayed Mater for a while. And he go, Dad, yo, can we ride my monster truck? I'm like, yeah, of course. So we'd drive his monster truck all the time. And uh, next thing you know, I took it to my buddies and they, they blasted a paint job on it. So I go, what do you want to, what do you want to, what colors do you want? Papa, he goes, um, royal blue and white, dad. And I go, oh, nice. Kansas City Royals. Yeah. I got you. <laughs> so we did the old school, like the the two-tone, you know? Yeah. So it's blue and then white. And then the hood it has like a cow induction. So it kind of comes up. So the two sides of the hood is a blue also oh, yeah. yeah excuse me but it's not completely finished because i need to put royal and malachi on the sides oh you're gonna put the, on the scoops that yeah. would be oh, cool. cool yeah, yeah so then cool. um regardless my little boys just they just love the truck man and it looks pretty pretty nice i'm not done with it though but yeah that's my one of my projects other than that that's the now uh-huh. when <laughs> uh, when is it gonna be done you know what i'm not sure i've just been so busy here there doing my thing and then uh you know just my, my baby, sometimes with my baby boys, I don't, I don't really like to like, if I have my sons, it's important for me to give them my time, you know? Although I, I sometimes I, I want to take them, dad, let's work on your truck, you know, but they're, they're babies, man. They'll work on the truck for a minute and then they're done. Yeah. Man. So I also have another, uh, a movie project actually. Okay. Pretty cool. Yeah. Okay. So it's called the friendly dude. Um, I play a commander in the army. Uh, dude i i watched the the film bro uh i was you know obviously you get to watch it you know and i was just like dude i am not crying bro. <laughs> dude uh-uh. <sighs> it, it was it was good though bro. i was just like yeah. wow now um that was before training camp so i may have had a good <laughs> uh-huh but so together. when does it come out uh may 11th i mean november november 11th oh november oh yeah yeah. yeah. So next week it's because it's for uh um uh veterans day bro yeah it's about you know there's a soldier who who has ptsd and he's helped along by his dog um so his dog helps him find his his way man it's an amazing movie bro. the way it was written and man and just to partake in it and be part of it be a commander i'm like whoa wow it's a great cast too so it's the craziest thing. So back before you guys remember who uh, Brock O'Hearn is, right? Brock yes. O'Hearn? Yeah. The man bun guy. Yes. Oh yeah. yeah. Okay. Now I he's know a you're he's a big them, old handsome dude, like six foot man, eight. Uh huh. Hey, I'm not. I'm just. I'm not joking. I'm not joking. <laughs> Come on, Brock. You know you are. <laughs> so so Brock's one of my best friends, man. We go way back, and I just remember, I go, Yo, Brock, um, dude, that'd be cool if one day we end up on the same movie, right? And the craziest thing, he's like, Yeah, man. You know, he he early on he go he went to all my fights and whatnot. And then next thing you know, um he goes, Vic, uh, yeah, dude, I, I can't wait, man. I'm pretty sure one day we might see each other on a film. I was like, Yeah, yeah, God's help, God's name, you know. So I go to this this uh well the night before I said, God, if if you still want me in this acting industry, let it be your of your will. If not, I don't want nothing to do with Hollywood. I don't want, I just, it's, I've been in it. It's, 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 it's different, you know? And um, I said, as long as it glorifies your name, you know? Dude, the movie, The Friendly, is from a, a thing called, a network called uh, Pure Flix. <laughs> oh. Yeah. So then I get this movie, next thing you know, I get to the set and I'm like, brock and he's like vic i go what's up dude so they're like wait you know each other i'm like that's like my little big brother because you know he's, he's like yeah, six, six eight, eight. And I'm, I'm always like yeah he's just slightly taller than me <laughs> he's five, i'm five nine dude like <laughs> <I'm> a <laughs> midget compared to him you know yeah. and uh, he's just like uh man bro what are you doing here i'm like i just came to clean up the trash and stuff and he's like, shut up. I was like, I'm just messing. <laughs> yeah. I'm casting too, bro. He goes, what? I was like, I'm your commander, bro. So you better respond to me, bro. <laughs> yeah, you gotta uh, actually, it was like this. Right there. You better respond to me, bro. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, yeah like man, this. it was just it was a huge blessing, bro. Really, like, wow. I, I just couldn't believe my eyes when I saw one of my best friends there, you know? Mm-hmm. And then uh we had a great time filming. And man, to say they did a good job is an understatement, bro. They, they. Pfft, they blew it out the water, man. I I, I I was speechless to watch this movie. I was like, whoa. And then, um, eh, that's, that. Cool. Uh, that's that. All right, Victor. Well, you
4: just spelt burning your life. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Um, tell the audience where they can find you at,
5: Instagram, whatever. Uh, man. Well, first off, it's been a great pleasure, man, um, from meeting your parents, your family, um, your little brother, dude. It's, it's a privilege. It really is. Um, but for anyone who wants to keep in Keep an eye on me is a uh, Twitter is a uh, Vicious Ortiz and uh Instagram is it's I-T-S-V-O-R-T-I-Z. It's V Ortiz. Funny story. So someone someone had took my my name right. They're like, uh I'll sell you your name for five hundred thousand. I was like, What? I nah, just, <laughs> 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 just talk to my attorneys. Did attorney. you get it? Just Did talk. you get it? No, I don't want it. Ah! No, get it. Uh, so whoever has Victor Ortiz, good for you. <laughs>
3: good for you. <laughs> you heard the man. Go give him some love. And Victor, it's been a privilege to have you on the Burn Factory. And as a gift for coming on, you will be getting the Black Label Edition oh, Burn nice. Factory hoodie. Where yeah. only only guests get these. Oh, wow. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah so Absolutely, wear it loud you and kindly, wear it proud. Uh-huh. Of course. And, yeah. and, you you'll, and you'll also be getting... Your own really? burn factory belt. No. Yep. Is this is me. Yep. Yes, sir. Ah, dude. Y- y- thank you. We'll actually bro. we'll take a photo at the end of this and you yeah, get it.
5: Look at uh-huh. that, guys. Hey. Come get hey. some. <laughs> <to your store. laughs> no. Just kidding. Oh, dude, this is cool. I was eyeballing this dude. earlier. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, hey, hold on, let me see. Another one. one for the case. Uh, I just, as long as you guys don't jump me, we're good.
4: <laughs> <laughs> we will, we will. But that's going to do it for another episode of the Burn Factory Podcast. Like always, like, comment, and subscribe at the Burn Factory Podcast.
3: And like always, please visit my foundation as well, thepriestjamesfoundation.org. Again, thepriestjamesfoundation.org to understand why we called this the Burn Factory. And We'll see you guys for the next episode. Peace. All right, guys, we're here with Victor Ortiz, who just spelled burn in his life, and he is now the Burn Factory podcast champion. It's
5: awesome, isn't it? You wow. Thank you, Victor, so much Dude, for coming on the show no, and sharing your story. We had a pleasure, we had pleasure, pleasure, man. Fun Thank time. you, guys. You had fun? No, sorry, I talked a lot. Yeah. No, we talked a lot. We had a We had a great She's time. Too.
6: This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you and how you manage them